This is Sunny D. West, and this is the Sunny D. West Audio Experience. Facebook, what is going on? For those who are going to watch the replay, this is a live broadcast with my good friend, Fiorella, and soon she'll be coming on. Uh, But I just want to welcome you. Uh, to the broadcast, please share this broadcast. Uh, we're going to talk about some emerging voices, uh, what we believe that God is doing uh, in with the prophetic uh, remnant of people that are coming into uh, their gifting, coming into their um, office right now. Um, so bless you guys. Um, again, like I said, share this broadcast. You want to share it. All right, let me bring on in Fee right now into the uh, broadcast but let's make sure we share it all right we're inviting fee right now we're just waiting for her jeff what's going on sir thank you so so much for coming in jason what's going on brother jessica thank you so much please share what's up oh you're here hey i am in color and i'm in black and white this is like so what's happening i don't know how we did it but i did it why can't i hear you I don't know. Why can't you hear me? Uh, I'm turning you up. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Oh, okay, okay, that's great. I was con- I was concerned, and I wasn't sure how I was going to fix that issue. So okay, I-, I clearly have some lighting issues going on here too, though. Oh, you do. Yeah. Th- well, you'll get to see the office next week, and you'll see how. Uh, ridiculous the just there's an abundant amount of uh sunlight that just comes into the room and then there's oh. other lights from above and like the chandelier yeah I see the glare all over right just <laughs> and so but uh anyhow uh, so good to have you here with us um we're, actually we're gonna have you with us next week um but i figured you know what why don't you and I have had some similar words? Like I know you have a word about a remnant of prophetic voices that God is bringing up in this day and time. And, you know, I've talked to you a little bit about what I was, you know, what the Lord was speaking to me about kind of like what I almost would call like a Joseph company where, you know, I feel like there's an emerging uh, generation of Joseph's coming out of the church and coming into what they're actually called to where like their prison's almost been like the church. So I figured, you know, with those two combined, I thought it would be a really cool, like, little chat conversation. And then also just kind of talk about you being with us uh, next Wednesday night here at in Fort Mill, South Carolina, at Secret Place Church. What's going on, David? I see you there. Okay. Yeah, first, I want to say hi to everybody um, that is uh, popping in. And uh, hi, Noel. Hi, Peggy. Everybody that has uh, jumped in on the broadcast. Um, yeah, sounds good. Let's dive into it, Wes. Awesome. Let's, well, let's, I'll have you share what kind of like what, because that word did go out on the Elijah list, if I remember correctly, about kind of what the Lord was speaking to you about the upcoming, like kind of just emerging prophetic voices. And I think you have a little bit more grasp of the history of the, uh, what was it, the, the prophets in uh, Kansas City. And, and so, and just kind of like how there's that new generation that's coming. So wh- share what you have on that. Okay. First, you guys go ahead and share the broadcast if you can. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, um, what I saw specifically coming forth out of um, this new breed that's coming forth, and um, 
the Lord showed me how the Kansas City prophets in 1983 were birthed out of, um, it birthed a movement that was to restore the prophetic to the church. And I felt that what the Lord was going to do this time was not only going to upgrade the prophetic in the church, but he was also going to release those prophets into um, the marketplace, into the secular spheres, because it was a movement f to harvest. And it was a movement to reveal God's wisdom um, to the to the earth, much like Solomon, much like Joseph did. And, um, I mean, Daniel falls into that category as yeah. well, where, um, where we're going to be moving into positions of um, counsel um, that are going to be crucial for what is going to be released and also to fu um, not funnel necessarily, but really draw in people that would normally never go to a church or would normally never hear a prophetic word in a Christianese language, but would be open to the supernatural um, in their own language. Um, and that is relevant to what they're doing in their life. So um, I saw that movement um, in the dream that I had. I saw different states being marked. And uh, one of them was Arkansas. And, um, and then out of Arkansas, I saw also Mobile, Alabama. I saw San Diego and L.A. and the West Coast. And then the line moved up to um, Redding. And then from Redding, it went up to um, Seattle. And from Seattle, it jumped to um, Alaska. But the lens, the prophetic lens and um, just a pool, I think, of the foreseers is, is Nashville. I feel like Nashville is going to bring forth really significant anointings and um, so anyways, those were the things that I was seeing, but I was seeing um, just a, a highlighting on the prophetic really being given this creative capacity that it hadn't had before, um, that it wasn't just revelation, it was creativity, it was um, insight in, into innovation, technology, um, artistry, all kinds of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, uh, you know, we're going to see kind of, a lot of people would always believe that kind of like, you know, your prophets were also kind of like musicians in a sense. Like that was where you catch the heartbeat of a, of a, of a culture or of a generation would be in their music. And so many, in many ways, um, you could say that music and culture and Nashville being a capital of music, carrying a prophetic mm -hmm. edge would totally make sense because it's often where music uh, from, at least for America comes from it stems from like you want to be in music you go to nashville you don't go to like you know wichita you know and right. so, so to become a prophetic voice it would completely make sense to go into nashville and, or i'm not a prophetic voice uh, uh, maybe that was a freudian slip but uh to become a musician you would necessarily you would go into nashville and that's where we would catch the heartbeat i guess you would of a generation uh of a time of you know every generation kind of has like a a sound that yeah. it and that tends to produce the art that tends to produce the kind of you get a good feel for the emotions of that generation their struggles their triumphs um the the various victories that they may see and so i think that's i yeah that's awesome i never even thought about like just you know where it'd come out of i just know that like when i saw it i saw them like david's mighty men coming out of the caves like they had been there for a while, that they'd been hidden for a while. Uh, it was almost like they were afraid to come out initially of that cave uh, because they thought their lives would be taken. 
and then they came out, but they were already trained with a sword. Like they didn't look like what, you know, maybe the prophets of old would look like, or the ministers of old or yesteryear or yesterday would look like, um, they, you know, they look def completely different, you know? Um, yeah, I think nowadays, you know, we, we see, uh, ministers they don't look anything like what you know they did in the 30s or 40s like you know like i can't you know you rarely see anybody in a tie uh, and so now it's kind of like they, they they don't look like what you would expect but they know how to use a sword they know how to use god's word they need to uh you know they know how to use the uh that thing that'll come through and divide between bone and marrow so i think that's totally awesome uh what god's doing in this time and you know i i shared with you a while back about how I thought like God was going to be bringing people where not that the church is bad, but anywhere where you're not, when you're not, when you're where you're supposed to be is like a prison. Like if you yeah. took a fish out of water, it's not going to be successful. It's not going to have, uh, it's not going to have a prosperous life or a thriving life. And eventually mm -hmm. it'll die and waste away. And eventually it'll be completely unhappy and burnt out or, you know, exhausted from whatever it is it's trying to do. And it's just mm -hmm. kind of like where I feel like there's this remnant or generation of prophetic voices that were there. They've been there trying to serve the church, but they're not called to the church. I think there's a remnant that's called to the church, but I believe just yeah. like you're saying that there's a remnant of, or a group of them uh, that are actually called to the marketplace uh, to go in and they're, Pharaoh needs his dream interpreted. The the Nebuchadnezzars need their dreams interpreted. And it's these people in actually high positions that are looking for that supernatural connection. They're not sure where it's going to come from. And that's why you hear about all these different people, I think, bringing in psychics and different things like that. Where do we take our company? How do we, what's the next big thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that, you know, media is also something that is going to be very, very powerful. And I think that the prophetic, um, th this new prophetic breed is really going to have a blueprint to be able to create a God movement in it. And, um, and not, only, not only a God movement, but also just uh, an expertise from heaven that is going to make it even more relevant. We're going to see even social media platforms being launched that we couldn't even have fathomed before. And what we have now is great, but um, the capacity that technology is going to have in that dimension, just in social media, is going to be a whole other level. And if it's if it's God breathed, then it's going to be even more powerful. Um, so I'm really excited, not only to mention that you know something that you touched on was sound, and um, and I think that and I think that somebody commented um, just a little while ago about um, about love and the importance of love in. Um, in the realm of sound. And, you know, I think that's something that, that we need, that God is going to be doing is that he's going to be using these prophetic voices. Um, I think that you had a word about tuning forks yep. and, um, a couple, a couple days ago and, um, and reading that word, it brought to mind a, uh, something that I had, I had been having in my own thoughts about just what tuning means and how you look at the context of, you know, you look at the context of uh, 1 Corinthians 13 saying, you know, that without love, we are just a, an, an empty sound, a sound that is not coherent, that makes no sense. And I think that right now, there's all the sound um, on the earth right now. There's all these, all these different voices, secular, Christian, um, church voices, uh, you know, no, not God voices. All those voices are, they're all speaking at the same time. And uh, even creation is speaking, but there's no context for it because the tuning forks of love haven't created the, um, 
the atmosphere, the, the harmonic chamber for the true voices, the true sound um, to be actually heard. And so not only are we voices that articulate God's heart when we walk in love, but um, the realm of love that we carry creates a chamber for the true sound to be heard. And I think I was actually reading in, um, in Revelation 5 how, um, you know, it goes through, you know, the Lion of Judah opening the, um, <laughs> it's like a mosquito or something. <laughs> Anyways, the Lion of Judah um, was, you know, breaking the scroll open. And, um, and then it goes through the songs, you know, like what the elders were doing and all that stuff. And then it says that creation itself had a song, like John heard the sound of creation, that it was the creatures in the heavens, the creatures on the earth and the creatures in the wa in the sea and below the earth. And I feel like, um, and, and they, their song was a song unto the lamb and, uh, and I feel like there is a sound in creation right now that only the realm of love is going to allow it to have an articulation for humanity to hear it. God hears it, but we don't hear it. And we need to hear it because there's a testimony in that. So I feel like um, like the sound is um, this new prophetic voices, this new, this new sound that God is emerging right now is going to give context for a sound that was not able to be heard before. Yeah, well, you know, I I think I. it's been a long few days because I just started our ministry school here. And so I've had mm -hmm. like back to back, like like nearly 15 hour days. So I'm trying to remember my tuning fork word. But what, <laughs> what keeps on coming to mind was that, you know, in, in First Corinthians where it talks about, you know, that if we don't have love, then we're, and you mentioned it, that we're a clanging symbol. And then it was like in that same post that like, well, that means love has a unique sound. And, mm -hmm. and it's more if it if the opposite of love is a clanging symbol, then most likely the sound of love is something of of harmony. It's harmonious. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so it's something that, you know, I, I think that it's just interesting that, you know, we're talking about love and love having a sound and it's, you know, but, you know, it's kind of like, well, we're the voice, mm -hmm. you know, like you're 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 kind of your your call to action, your 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 branding is be the sound. And it's almost like. Well, if you become the sound, you become love. And right. it's like, it's almost a fulfillment, you know, like you can fulfill all of the law in these first. I got a phone call there. I, am I back? I had gotten. You're back. Okay. I, I'd, I'd gotten a call. Um, someone's trying to reach me here. Let me just tell them I'm on a bro. Ah, call forwarding would be, you know, good, a good thing to do. I, I you know I never thought about that during a broad broadcast. Before, uh, yeah, well, before. Um, so I think I mean God is I think we're I think we're ultimately also coming into a place of uh, learning to love others. But in order to love others, we have to learn to love ourselves. We have to learn to accept ourselves. And I think that's one of the biggest struggles that I see in the body of Christ is we're constantly kind of beating ourselves up. And like God's like I'm not even mad at you. Actually, you know He says in Isaiah that I blotted out your sin. Mm -hmm. for my own good and so that I don't even remember what's going on I don't even remember any of this wrongdoing that you actually are stuck on and then when when we come into that place of understanding how much he really delights in us and how much he has joy for us we actually mm -hmm. I think we become a better voice a stronger voice yeah. because you know we're then we then we can really speak on behalf of love where now we kind of have, you know, like, I don't want to get too far in this, but, you know, it's now we have a lot of people going, oh, judgment in America, look at all the hurricanes. And it's like, 
Well, if you understood the love and like what is already taking place, you don't see that as judgment. Mm-hmm. You see it. Well, you see it as weather, but you see the fact that you can now speak to that weather, just like Jesus did. Jesus spoke to that storm and rebuked it. He, Jesus didn't rebuke the father. And so like when we, I think when we have a understanding of love, we understand what, how God is so much for us. You know, yeah. So it's I, I think it's so unique that God is just raising up a generation right now, and I don't want to use the word generation because it doesn't. It, I don't think it's uh, necessarily a certain age group per se, mm-hmm. but I think it's a it's a people group that are, that are being mm-hmm. raised up right now. Uh, and love is the message, or love is the the undertone, or the wave that they're riding, and just ultimately what's being demonstrated in the earth is. Uh, God's power through speaking, um, the prophetic voice, the prophetic word, um, and what's being released right now. I mean, the, just hearing some of the stuff that you get from dreams and revelations and stuff that I don't even, like, I can't even, like, fathom or put together, you know, and it's like science and all this other stuff, and uh, it's so amazing, and that's why I think it's going to be such an exciting time. I kind of want to promote, promote this just for a moment. There's, it's going to be an exciting time that you're with us next Wednesday for the Sounds of Revival Conference. That's our, our that's our normal Wednesday night service, but you're going to be in town for the conference, um, mm-hmm. but also you're speaking Wednesday night here in Fort Mill, and then you'll also be speaking in our school uh, Thursday morning. Um, and so that's going to be a great time. If you're in the Fort Mill area, you're in Atlanta, you're in Georgia and anywhere, uh, you're trying to actually get out of the direct path of the storm. Hey, Florida, come up to Fort Mill, South Carolina, come hang out for a week. Uh, you'll be here with Stephen Powell, Fiorella. You're going to be here with Jason Hooper, Todd Bentley, myself. Uh, we're going to have Nolan Clark with us. It's going to be an awesome time. Sarah Miracle, uh, Pastor Darren Ballou leading worship. And so make sure that you take an opportunity to come and be a part of it, especially Wednesday night. Wednesday night, I think, is going to be so awesome uh, just with you here. I mean, you. a lot of people don't know. You and I actually go back um, way before Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, you and I have known each other since – 2008 yeah. hanging out at three in the morning at Starbucks, you know, and, and so mm-hmm. you and I have been good friends since for, for a while. And so it's, it's awesome when like to be able to minister and take uh, an opportunity to do kingdom stuff, Jesus stuff with my friends and uh, have them be a part of what God is doing locally here in my own community, in my own hometown. So it's really cool to actually have you here with us. And I'm, I'm excited that you're going to be here. So. I'm excited too. I can't wait to get there. Actually, I've never been to Fort Mill and um, I'm looking forward to being out there finally and seeing all you guys and finally. seeing Secret Place Church. Huh? I said finally. Finally, you're finally. here with us. It's been like months since I, I was planning Years. on going in April, but then the revival broke out here in East Texas in May. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it excited. Like that I I think that there is amazing things in store. I feel like um, I'm looking forward to just stepping into that well that you guys already have had going um, with the uh, Carolina glory meetings that you guys were having. And I feel like there's something fresh there and um, it probably will be ignited again, you know, um, during sounds of revival. So I'm looking forward to being out there. Just experience that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yesterday was the first service I actually had the opportunity to be a part of, uh, since I had to go out to California for some, uh, uh, family matters and, um, coming back and seeing 
that that the presence of God was still so strongly here, like tapping into it. It was kind of like uh, just like a the best way I can describe it is like a hot summer day and drink and taking that first drink from from like a cold glass of water. And it was like so refreshing to be a part of it, mm-hmm. um, you know, and as as many people know, like, you know, I, uh, my mother unexpectedly passed away. So to kind of take a fresh drink of that, you know, water, so to speak, uh, was just an awesome thing uh, to tap into. And it's just I think we go from glory to glory. And, you know, it's just I know with um, that night that where you and I were kind of like prophesying and sharing and uh, different revelations that that was honestly one of the craziest nights of ministry. I think I can, I've ever been a part of uh, as far as, you know, the lights were going in and out all of a sudden there was a lightning and thunderstorm and people were in the back Mm -hmm. room yelling at me and about, you know, rain and all this other stuff. And so it was such a cool time uh, because I'd never felt such an electric atmosphere as I did that time where it was not just, Mm -hmm. it was, you know, it was like a convergence of anointings as well. You know, if one puts a thousand to flight, then two puts 10,000 to flight. And so it was like this multiplication of just the, of what God is doing already in the earth. And it's like taking two different types of anointings and bringing them together and, uh, you know, changing literally a city and an atmosphere and so i believe that that's something that we're going to see take place when you come out here and be with us uh next week and it's just going to grow from there um even more so um let me ask you this what what is what does god have you have on your heart like right now like what's that thing that's just like what's the thing that fee is about to write but hasn't written yet oh man that's a loaded question. I don't know if I can. I, I don't know if I can share because I am writing it right now. See, <laughs> kind of the secret. Is it, isn't, kind it, of secret. isn't it great having conversations with other prophetic <laughs> friends? <laughs> yes, it is. I will say this: I had this idea drop um, last week. It was actually doing a uh, during a business meeting. Um, I work in a social media management and um, it was during a business meeting and it just dropped in me. And it's crazy how the Lord will give you the idea or something will trigger it. And it's in the most unexpected place. So I had this idea about um, writing something. (laughs) I'm just going to be very, you know, vague, um, vague Um, about the anatomy of the voice of God through creation yeah and what that looks like and what that looks like um for us in the midst of what he's already spoken in in into being and so um it's a it's going to be um in poetry form i am still debating whether i'm going to do more of a devotional style or a poetry form but that's what i'm writing right now and um that's the gist of the idea and so um it's experiencing him as um, what we were before, you know, we came into our mother's womb and like what that experience, you know, Jeremiah says wow. that Jeremiah once knew us before um, we were, we were in our mother's womb and what that looks like, what that should feel like if we were sound, cause that's what we were. We were sound. Um, our spirits were just in him. So what did that feel like, look like, and it's returning to that idea um, and, and language to that. So I am navigating through the creative process of that right now. I actually stayed up all night writing um, this stuff last night. So um, I'm not quite sure 
even the length of the book, if it'll be like a little short, you know, thing, or if it'll be uh, longish, but we'll see. So that's kind of my, my thing right now. Are you there? <laughs> I am. I am. I'm sorry. Todd is texting me because he's in New York. So, oh. so he's no trying worries. to figure out. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, kind of along those lines. It's kind of, uh, you know, as far as like the voice of God and different aspects of it is that's something that the Lord's, the Lord's been actually speaking to me about. And Todd's here <laughs> texting me and then on our chat yeah. all at the same time. Uh, but that, that is Todd. Um, uh, thanks, Todd. We love you too, man. Uh, love you too. But it's something, something that the Lord's been speaking to me about is actually the multifaceted characteristics of God. Um, and that is through something that I had experienced when I was in Sacramento um, and that I haven't actually put out yet. I mean, actually, it's a message I'm speaking today um, at our church, but kind of just coming to understand that God, sometimes God will manifest himself in the nature in which we need him to manifest. And so sometimes that the, what we're used to changes and because it's mm-hmm. what what we're used to may not be necessarily what we need at that moment. And so he becomes, you know, the God El Shaddai more than enough or Jehovah Jireh. Uh, and something that I think we often limit El Shaddai and Jehovah Jireh. I think we limit that characteristic of God to only being um, proprietary to finances, uh, to monetary things. But why can't it be Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides to your emotional uh, needs as well or you right. know El Shaddai who's more than enough more than meets the needs of your heart or your soul it's not just necessarily left to your actual uh your wallet you know where most people just kind of leave provision to um which is true as well at the same time you know um and so like God's been really speaking to me about uh you know the different aspects and uh characteristics of who he is and how he manifests himself uh to us as like a father or a friend or a provider or a strength even um or a comforter you know in those different aspects so i'm excited to read what what you're going to be putting out um you know about that especially in poetic form a lot of people don't understand or know maybe even that like a lot of the bible is actually written in poetic form uh it's actually you know if you look at hebrew written in stanzas and so Mm -hmm. uh you know, I was even I was actually just talking to somebody yesterday about how um, there's this whole argument whether or not God spoke light into existence or sang light into existence, because the Hebrew mm-hmm. word for spoke and sang are actually so close to each other that uh, theologians argue about it. And it's, you know, and there's, you know, you know, all that stuff when it comes into like about how music and sound and all that sort of stuff. So um, it's a. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see what you, what you're gonna put out. That'll be awesome. Um, I'm excited to put it out. <laughs> give us give us an idea of of what you feel like you know the Lord has on your heart for when you come here to Fort Mill. I know you're we're calling the event Unveiling Heaven, um, mm-hmm. and I, I you know that's that's a broad stroke, but I know you well enough to know that you have more of an idea of just a broad stroke of what you'll probably be bringing uh, that day. Uh, is there something that you could kind of give us an idea about what you're going to be bringing um, to the table that night on Wednesday night? Um, well, the the gist of it is I really feel like um, there's going to be a lot of activation 
Um, I feel like a lot of times when I, I do this, these kind of meetings, there's just a unique angelic presence, and, um, and I just move with it. But I feel that part of it is being able to activate people into being able to walk in that unveiling of heaven. And, um, and for me, the unveiling of heaven has to do with, with God's wonder, with God's voice. Um, something that is really heavy on my heart right now is, is the realm of wonder and returning to the wonder um, really approaching revelation with wonder rather than, um, than, than just our heads, approaching it with a heart of embracing the realm of its mystery that actually draws us into the revelation. So it's understanding that, um, you know, revelation and mystery are, are, are the same coin. It's just two different faces of the same coin. And, um, and walking in that and understanding God's heart and love in that realm of mystery and that realm where we, it's unknown but it's God where we're only really able to feel, but necessarily not able to fully see. And, um, and it's just really abiding in his presence. But I wanted to bring, I've, I've been hearing a lot about, um, from the Lord about wonder and um, just um, what wonder really is and how it is inherently curious. It, it's drawn and by curiosity. It's, um, it's childlike. It has an expectation. It's, it's hopeful. And, um, and I feel like God wants to reveal that again. And so I feel that that's actually one of the things that I'll be really carrying to Fort Mill is that message of God's wonder. And, um, and also another word that has been um, really um, swirling inside of me has been just uh, the glory that's rising and the light that is awakening. Um, even, you know, the light is rising and even in the darkest of times and um, as it gets dark, it, get, it gets brighter. It's like this paradox. And so I feel that a lot of the revelation that I'll be bringing to the table will be that. But oh, the overarching realm of just God's wonder and what that looks like and just the supernatural and walking in um, heavenly realms. Awesome. Awesome. Well, like I said, it's going to be really exciting to have you with us on that Wednesday night. Um, you know, if you're in the area, definitely get out here or you'll be able to watch uh, – via live stream right there on Facebook as well. Um, I'll share the broadcast. I'm sure Fee will as well. Um, mm -hmm. That way you can connect. If people want to connect with you on a, you know, on a, I would, I'd say not necessarily. If people want to connect with you, like via your website or something like that, how can they do that? Well, my How do websites? people invite you? How do people invite you? Normally, I get um, a Facebook me uh, message from somebody, or um, they email my um, ministry account, my email account. Okay. So that's normally what happens. Um, so the name of my ministry is called Eighth Ocean, and the website is eighthocean.org. It's still in the process of being fully um, set up, but it's it's it works and um and there's there there's a link there to my email address which is fiorella.giordano at eighthocean.org awesome awesome so uh you guys can get a hold of her at eighthocean.org or facebook facebook is the uh, new website really uh, yeah facebook is the fastest for me anyways cuz yeah. i only check my email account for my ministry site um maybe like once once a day yeah no i understand how that goes uh, you know that and you know i get probably like 200 emails a day so <laughs> but that's because i have like six email accounts 
but that's awesome. It's going to be great to have you with us. Uh, it's great to actually have you chat. This is the first uh, dual broadcast. I know, I, like, I was the first person to figure out how to do it, and then, you know, I was like, oh, man, you and I should do one. Hey, what's going on, Alex, man? Bless you. Uh, Alex. Um, but, yeah, I think we, we should do more of these. I think it would be fun to sit here and revelate and – share stuff granted i'd probably just sit here and listen to whatever it is you have to say um so um i just love the revelation in the realm that you walk in you know where it's just like it's all like you know just i feel like it's so like beyond my scope of you know my area of revelation um where it's just like you you tap into this like such a a supernatural realm of of god's presence and who he is out into that uh kind of like just outer banks area of just the glory and just kind of stepping out into the supernatural uh where it's like you know kind of few few uh dare to travel in a sense and it's tapping into that science realm and it's kind of like very much like you know how john paul jackson was getting recognized at a uh, a college level for his revelation on light that they actually were using it as curriculum and it's just like you're you tapping into that and just you know it's like I wouldn't be surprised one day you help NASA discover a planet or something, you know, and it's just like, you know, it's going to be like this weird cloud looking thing. And then they're going to find out it's another energy source or something like that. Um, you know, I just wouldn't be surprised like, cause of that realm of revelation that you carry where it's just that, you know, um, it's unique and it's something that the body needs. It's not, so, it's, you know, the body's used to, I mean, unfortunately, the body's really used to, like, doom and gloom prophetic type things right now. And they kind of, uh, I don't know why they really dig it. Um, I've yet to figure that out. Uh, that's why mm -hmm. I think the whole love thing is such an important aspect is I think if we l really grabbed a hold of the love thing, we would let go of the doom and gloom thing. Um, you know, that's just, that's my two cents on that. Um, but uh, anyhow, is there anything else you'd want to add? Um, well, you know, talking about just uh, just the realm of revelation that, that I tend to walk in, you know, something that I want to add to that or really kind of give it a little insight was that from very early on, I always asked the Lord to speak to me outside of my box, um, outside of things that maybe were relevant, because I feel like a lot of times we seek God according to our context and what we need. But I yeah. really wanted to build context with his language rather than him just speaking to me in my language and I didn't realize at that point but that little request pulled me into this whole other realm that I really had never really fathomed I was never a science person growing up I have an English um, degree so I was you know very on the uh, letter side you know I, I loved writing and things like that but I never um, gravitated towards science or mathematics or quantum physics or um, NASA interstellar stuff. I always, you know, it was never in my paradigm and God had a, God put a, put a desire in me to ask for something that was outside of the box to, for him to allow me to walk um, in a dialogue and in a conversation that maybe wasn't relevant to me, but I didn't realize that later it would become part of my prophetic message and it would make me even relevant to audiences that I would never have a relevancy to before without that revelation. So just encourage people to step out and let God pull you out of you, even your own language and let him bring you into his language so that you can come out with a greater voice. So um, I credit a lot of my crazy out there revelation um, to that. 
that it was just really something that, that God put in my heart and I didn't realize that it was going to shake out the way it did. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I mean, honestly, if I looked back and said, oh, this is the, the area of revelation that I'm going to walk into. I, yeah, I wouldn't have ever guessed it. You know, I would have never thought that that was it, uh, you know, as far as, you know, you know, where God would guide me and lead me and direct me. And, um, you know, I'm, I remember initially, you know, I remember I was a part of like a ministry internship boot camp type thing. And they were mm-hmm. like, you know, name two people you, you know, name one person you really want to be like and one person you really don't want to be like. And uh, what's going on, Daniel? See you there, man. Uh <laughs> Uh, but, uh, and I remember going, I don't want to be anything like Ezekiel because homeboy is weird like laying on uh-huh. his side forever and like, you know, cooking his dinner. Yeah. You get what I mean with that. <laughs> but I was like, I want to be like John the beloved, like John the beloved. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to be like John the beloved and just be able to lay your head against Jesus's chest and like feel the rise and fall of like him breathing. And I, you know, and then I got somehow put in between the two I don't know how but uh you know it's just so it's I never would have guessed that's how God would have went and that's I think that's one of those things where it's just like you know if you if you just stay really open to what God has in store for you I think you'll be Mm -hmm. full of wondering you'll be full of uh surprises really because it's I mean it's actually really fun um you know and it's you just you get these moments where it's just like there's no other way. There's no other avenue. There's absolutely you. Alex wants to be like Wes. I think he just wants the beard, bro. Um, <laughs> oh. um, I, I, you know, I, um, I, you know, I just, you know, there's, there's no other way that you could actually have tapped into Revelation. I mean, there's, there's times where, like, you know, because. Uh, I, more of my gift is in the area of personal prophecy or in, and word of knowledge and things like that. And, um, you know, there's times where I'm just like, you know, I, I kind of have to play it cool on stage, mm-hmm. like when I'm speaking. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I really just did that? Did that did that thing just make sense? Like, I remember the first time I ever gave a prophetic word. Um, I was like, riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's scared of the big black bat? Never, and I was like, I'm going to throw it out there. I have no idea. Like, this is like, and I remember Jessa going, do you have anything? I was like, no, I'm just going to make it up. And that's what came to me. And I just threw it out there. You know, like I'd been saved for maybe like a year and a half, maybe uh-huh. two years. I don't remember. And, um, and then of course, you know, no one comes up and I just look like a fool. And then mm-hmm. this woman comes up afterwards and she goes, my son just said that to me last night wow and i was like well first of all why did you respond <laughs> you know uh-huh. but secondly i was like did yeah. that really just happen you know hang and on my like, god hang you on. are amazing all right sorry somebody That's walking okay. in my room okay go on i know i understand and uh i'm like god you are really amazing like it's 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 not me. It's just God. You are amazing. I, like that you would, um, you know, that you would speak to me in that facet. That you would you you would use little old me, and it's just like, well, yeah, I love you. Why wouldn't I use you? Why wouldn't I work with you? You know, and so I, I mean, that's mm-hmm. I love how God just kind of really, uh, you know, it's uh, I think it was the best way I've ever heard heard it put is you know we we use the scripture uh, you know that God. Um, 
the gifts of God are without repentance and hearing it in the aspect of God's not apologizing for the gifts that he's given his children. And so it's, you know, where people go, where people go, well, why does this person have this gift or that person? And God's saying, I'm not apologizing for giving that person that gift or this person that gift. It's, I love them and watch what they'll do with it, you know? And so, um, Mm -hmm. again, if you're going to be in the area, Fort Mill area, you're in that Fort Mill area could be Charlotte. It could be, um, it's it's not my fault. It's broadcast. Yeah, but apparently you get to control your your own color scheme. And you're ruining my branding. I took your branding. I took be the sound. I took the black and white. <laughs> Granted, before okay, so before we went live, you know, I'm texting her all these branding questions. Like, do I want? Do you want me to go live or should you go live? Do you want to go black and white or color? And so. <laughs> You know, these things that probably only you and I would really discuss before doing a live broadcast, like, you know, it's like, do we want to use lower thirds? Um, you know, um, but uh, she wanted to do black and white, Lori, or she actually left it up to me. And I said, well, you know, having fee on, I should do black and white. And so I didn't realize that my color settings would only uh, affect my broadcast. So now that I know. Because uh, I think we're all still trying to figure out this Facebook thing. Um, every time you think you figure it out, they add, like, a different element or change it, yep. like, completely. Um, but, you know, anyhow, you know, God's not God's not repenting for giving his children gifts and the ones that he gave those gifts to. He knew what he was doing. You know, before you were in your womb or before you were in your mother's <laughs> womb. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long day. I've been up since 5 a.m. and at the office since 8.30, and it's now 7.30, okay? <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I've, I'm going on 11 hours here in the office. Um, so anyhow, I think that uh, this is just going to be a powerful time if you're in the area. Uh, if you're in the Florida area, Jacksonville, you're only five hours away. Atlanta, you're only four hours away. Virginia, you're, I don't know how many hours away. Um, uh, West Virginia, you're relatively close. Um, North Carolina, you just don't have an excuse. You should be here. Um, it's going to be awesome. If you haven't had a chance, check, just Google Fiorella and Elijah list and you probably will pull up stuff. Uh, it'll be that simple. Um, but, uh, or you can go to eighthocean.org or go to her Facebook, or you can come to Secret Place Church uh, next Wednesday. And that's, that's it. Next Wednesday is going to be, what's that going to be, the 13th? Yep. 13th. Next Wednesday is the 13th, 7 p.m. Um, 7 p.m. kind of uh, would start and kick off the service. So uh, make sure that you're here. Um, anything else? Anything else? I think that's it. I can't think of anything right now. So I can't think of anything uh, either. West Virginia, six hours. That is drivable. I'm just saying, when we were having Carolina Glory services, we had people driving three hours a night each way. Peggy, if you can, come out. See me. Say hi. So I can give you a hug. Say hola. And so, <laughs> uh, anyhow. Well, awesome. I'm so I'm glad that you we were able to do this broadcast today. I'm going to turn around and use it and put it out on my podcast and just send it out further into the internets. And uh, it'll be fun. 
Be good. All right. Thank you for having me. Of course. All Absolutely. Right. Bye. Right. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Sunny D West audio experience. Please share this with somebody that you know would appreciate it and visit sunnydwest.com.